From Ticker Tape, this is Where's My Money? Inflation is a global problem at the moment. Prices are rising, which in part is causing economies to slow down. And as investors, this may mean some of our portfolios are in the red. And to truly understand how we should navigate this situation, we need to understand what exactly is going on. What is inflation? What are the real causes behind inflation? And where are the opportunities and channels for investment when there is inflation in an economy? All of that and more to come in today's episode. And in today's conversation, we spoke to Abhishek Bison, who's a senior vice president and fund manager at Kotak Mutual Fund. And we started off the conversation by diving straight into the question, what is inflation? To start with, uh, let me just give a disclaimer that all the views expressed by me here are uh, personal and nothing official about it. Inflation, which is a term which has been uh, different connotation and different understanding by each and every individual. However, uh, from economics perspective, it has one standard definition. So uh, inflation in general is defined as a rise in prices of goods, services and commodities is defined as inflation in general. So effectively, it reduces your purchasing power in terms of, let's say, if the inflation in the economy has risen by, let's say, 10% this year. So you are fine this year. But next year, again, if it rises more than 10%, let's say it becomes 12%. So 2% extra, let's say on 100 rupees, it becomes 110. So you are fine with 110. Now, suddenly it becomes 112. So that 2 rupees will be coming out from your saving pool. Either your saving pool has to reduce or your other expenditures will reduce to that extent or you will have to borrow to that extent. So therefore, this inflation actually dents your saving pool or your purchasing power in general. And could you just talk a little bit about why inflation and high inflation rates actually lead to economic slowdowns? I will connect two different stories. So as I explained that two rupees extra will go out of your saving or other expenditures and effectively dent your saving pool or the expenditure. My expenditure is equal to your income in general economic terms, right? Whatever I'm going to spend is becoming somebody else's income and subsequently it is a chain effect. And therefore you have an overall impact on the economy which either grows or degrows. But inflation, whenever we speak about inflation, everybody turns their head on what is the central bank doing. So here I wanted to uh, make a point that actually if you look at inflation in general, inflation as a core concept, the heads needs to turn towards the government side because uh, largely it depends on what the governments are doing which causes large amount of inflation. Now why am I saying that? Government is basically nothing but an administrator of national assets of any country. So what does an administrator do? Administrator itself doesn't produce anything. So government is also not producing anything. They are just managing assets of a country. So what do you do for managing assets? You need to employ people and you need to collect taxes and ensure that the resources are deployed so that the holistic growth of economy and the country is happening. Now, how can you do that? Either you can monetize those assets. Monetizing means selling those assets, but these are not enough for a development of any economy. So what does the government do? Government will go and borrow from the market. So what is this borrowing? This borrowing is generally everybody would have been hearing about this term called fiscal deficit. 
Fiscal deficit is a difference between your income and expenditure. So at the end of the day, we hear a lot of demands from the government that government should give us free. So these free things are not coming in from anywhere. It is you only who are giving it. It is just going it out from one hand and going into other hand. So someone else is paying for that freebie, be it a subsidy, be it anything for that matter, or the government goes into a forcible borrowing. This forcible borrowing generally goes unnoticed. Nobody is debating about how and what amount of borrowing is being done. Now, how does it impact inflation? Now you've got your uh, expenditures ready. Everything is fine. There are two kinds of broad expenditures. One is government is making, developing the infrastructure of the economy so that the economy is as a business hub develops. A lot of investments from foreign countries or other. Otherwise, in general, happens employment happens because if people will put up businesses, etc., employment will happen and therefore growth of the economy will happen. But on the other hand, if the government is tied up too much on administrative side of it, just employing people and not achieving anything, just giving salaries, and if this borrowing keeps on increasing. the interest expenditure also keeps on increasing. So these two account for a larger part of your borrowing creates good amount of money supply if the money supply in the market is higher keeping the goods and services constant chases few goods by a larger pool of money creates a bigger and a permanent kind of inflation so this is a vicious cycle so this is where the problem exactly lies in if your quality of expenditure keeps on weakening it creates a problem And I want to ask you, particularly with the scenario that we've been seeing over the last few years since COVID, and what has caused this current bout of inflation, is could you speak to the idea of the cash injections by governments? We've seen huge stimulus packages from governments all over the world, the U.S., the U.K. How does does this play a role in the increase of prices as well? So what is a stimulus stimulus is basically when the economy is weak in general no one has a capacity to expand see what is the difference between a government and a general entrepreneur see government can afford to borrow at x rate and earn zero just for the development of the economy on the other hand any businessman unless and until he sees any business perspective he is not going to spend any amount of money so government in general is doing that stimulus packages are coming in to help the economy to kick start the economy he said boss you go and do business go and do business means you set up capacities you manufacture you employ people if people get employment people have employability if they have employability have earnings they have earnings they go and buy goods and services and the economy will keep on going if these things do not happen then irrespective of whatever is happening to the economy the economy will go in recession and there will be a bigger problem little bit of inflation is not a problem let's say if there is a 10% inflation one side people have employability they have income they don't mind paying these 10% kind of rise in prices but on other hand let's say if it is 6% or 5% but they don't have employability if they don't have employment they don't have earnings irrespective of the inflation is under control it is even a bigger problem so it is not just inflation but it is about other things as well which creates problems into the economy i want to talk to you about why this eventually leads to a recession why the fact that we're seeing all prices increase why does that lead to a slowdown in the economy see why inflation actually is a problem because it is just a product right let's say you produce 10 commodities in a year and the 10 commodities is price is 10 rupees so 10 into 10 is 100 next year you just 
increase the price by let's say just for simplicity sake hundred percent. So ten into two hundred will be two thousand. So the overall GDP has increased, but effectively the goods remain the same. So you want those goods and services to increase, therefore you ensure that the prices remain under check. Now the third step comes into play. where if the prices increase if the prices increase needs to be funded from somewhere so how is this going to be funded for a general person if you have a limited source of income if you had savings either it will come from the saving pool or some other expenditure needs to be curtailed which is normally the discretionary expenditure let's say you wanted to go for a holiday but you cannot go for on that holiday because your other expenditures have increased which needed to be sustenance expenditure primary expenditure which everybody does for their daily living so if you don't do that holiday expenditure some sectors will get impacted and therefore this spiral keeps on happening happening and effectively some part of the economy gets impacted significantly and effectively letting down the economy into recession which means overall production of the economy productive capacity of the economy has gone down i want to ask you before we wrap things up because investors all over the world all over india are a little bit confused of how to navigate this situation particularly when it comes to their own personal investments and we've seen a lot of questions come in on twitter as well as through the podcast about what exactly to do in this scenario do they pull out of their investments do they wait for a further dip to reinvest how should investors navigate the situation firstly asset allocation is a key strategy so asset allocation means you need to have buckets allocation of your total overall saving pool bucket means you have to have a fixed income bucket other bucket has to be equity and uh, term wise bucket depending on what is your objective of investment so leaving apart other objectives just from savings for the retirement purposes uh, debt and equity and some amount can go into commodities in such times typically you need to have some amount of fixed income which is in your portfolio which helps you accruing some amount of safe income which is least volatile can be considered because uh, in such kind of an volatile environment once things go in a downward spiral typically investment behavior is that it is just going down the drain and it it creates stress so you need to have stable income which comes from typically from fixed income and such kind of environment you need to remain at the shorter end which helps you much larger stability nothing is more safer than sovereign so sovereign shorter term products are the best 3 to 5 year products safest bet which needs to be reasonable part of your overall saving pool at this point in time and as far as equity is concerned it adds reasonable amount of volatility therefore you can be very choosy at this such point in time and once the volatility settles down you can add on to equity otherwise if you don't understand these bucket allocation etc we have automatic funds which keeps on doing asset allocation for you or you can consider those balanced advantage funds which are fantastically working in terms of doing these jobs for you you just don't need to any do anything just keep on on a regular basis regular intervals keep your saving pool in these kind of strategies which works very well uh, from asset allocation point of view and overall return point of view in terms of risk reward perspective on a longer term horizon we hope you enjoyed this episode of where's my money by ticker tape on this show we simplify the finance landscape in india for you so if you're looking to venture into stock investing sort out your personal finance or make sense of how economic developments can impact your money this podcast will be a perfect addition to your morning commute or household chores 
Also, if you enjoyed the episode and want more of this, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform to never miss an episode. And last but not least, consider downloading the Ticker Tape app. It is an investment analysis platform for stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, and much more. The link and further description will be in the show notes below. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we will see you in the next one.